Welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is R&B singer-songwriter St. James. St. James is a fantastic talent. He has played with uh, Joe, the, the, the singer Joe. If you guys uh, aren't familiar with Joe, go check out Joe. He was a backup singer for them for a little bit. We talk about that. We talk about his uh, rise in music. We talk a little bit of, little bit of politics. A little bit. Uh, I've been trying to steer clear of the politics lately, just because it's getting so monotonous and ridiculous out there. But uh, you know, sometimes it slips out. It slips out, friends. It slips out. In any case, St. James has a new single out. Go and check it out. It's called You Should Have Told Me. We actually listened to the song in this episode, so uh, be sure to stick around for that. That's right there at the end, so make sure you're here. Don't miss out. And uh, also, you can find St. James at stjames.com, and I'll spell that for you, S-A-I-N-T-J-A-I-M-Z. Dot com. So go get yourself some St. James. St. James is coming up here in just a moment. But first, go check out Rainamystique.com. R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. She has all kinds of stuff going on. She has her latest EP out called The Moon, which features a song by yours truly. Well, uh, in a collaboration with me, Raina, and some other person. I can't remember her name. Sorry, other person's name. My bad. Uh, but it's called Put On Your Crown. It's a reggae jam. And uh, the moon is, is dope because it's just this R&B hip hop type thing. So go check out the EP. It's out now. Uh, you can also check out her new podcast that she's doing on her Twitch stream, which we'll get to that in a second. Uh, she's called the Pretty People Podcast. Go check it out. The You can find a link in her uh, website page and uh go check it out it's really great actually she i feel like she's better than me at podcasting and she's just starting so um she just has a better way of speaking i think i'm all like muttering so you know that that's just what happens with me but uh yeah go check it out if you're into like really good the first the first episode is really good and she's talking to a um uh, a trans uh a trans male uh and he is uh they they talk about his transition they talk about how um when when he was younger his mother was very much when she, when he was a she i don't know if i can say that uh but they talk about how his mother was very much about femininity had him in pageant shows as a young girl and uh, it's really good man like i just can't stop i mean it's a really good episode and and they cover a lot of stuff and uh she she Raina has a really good concept for this it's called the pretty people podcast so go check that shit out it's really really good um and then of course Raina mystique 
see there it is i i just stumble over my own words i can barely speak at times but I, I can barely make out sentences i have no idea why you guys still come back and listen to me stammer over my words but hey i'm here i show up i guess that's half the battle uh, but go check out rainy mystique on twitch twitch.tv slash rainy mystique she is streaming four days a week mondays through thursdays 8 a.m to around 11 to 12 p.m so yeah she's out there she's playing music she does her pretty people podcast on the twitch stream and she also um she's doing all kinds of stuff we got grundy fest which is coming up in seattle so if you're in seattle you can come join us live it'll be august 5th i think shit i'll get better dates for you guys but the the actual festival is going to be at gasworks park so if you're interested come on down um i'll put some more stuff up online as time gets closer uh, but we're going to be featuring uh glow stick willie jmo uh glow stick willie has been on the show before we got liz vega who's been on the show aaron goldberg who's been on the show matt suarez who's been on the show uh, uh who else dream on who's been on the show uh, so we have a lot of people playing live in in Seattle, and we're going to also try and attempt to stream it, but who knows how that's going to go uh, with all the things that can go wrong in live streaming. So tune in. It'll be a good-ass time. And... Uh yeah, that's coming up. And if you feel like you need to support, you can find some stuff on Raina's page. So that's Raina Mystique news. That's a lot. That's a lot of news for Raina Mystique. Speaking of Twitch, twitch.tv slash we speak English good. You can find us live streaming on there. We, we go like Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and sometimes Sundays. It's just depending on what's going on. But we are streaming at least three times a week, which I absolutely love doing. We are doing music news. We are doing uh, inter the interviews there. Come be a part of the conversation. Come be a part of the community. It's a good ass time. And of course, there's uh, merchandise you can buy and support the show. Check out our Stream Element store. And if you're a subscriber on our Twitch channel, there is a discount offered. You can also support the show at wespeakenglishgood.threadless.com, which I'm going to keep my Threadless store just because why not? It's fine. You can go get it. But you can get stuff on our Stream Element store that you can't get on our Threadless store like hats. I'm really happy about the hat situation. So go check that out you can also go and uh, like subscribe review like us on uh, instagram twitter all the places yeah we're on rumble yeah so go check us out all the links are in the show notes go follow along and keep up to date we're on discord go join our discord server it's good time you can also subscribe to us on apple podcast you can follow us on the, the 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 spotify's which i'm trying to get those spotify numbers up so what's up spotify users i know most of y'all are, are, are out there on spotify so go go give us some love and of course you can subscribe to us on youtube and uh uh, uh on Twi twitch yeah youtube you're gonna find all the music news you're gonna find all of our music our, our interviews the actual video versions and we also throw a, a link into a video version of every podcast so go ahead and check those out it's uh, the link is always in the show notes right underneath the description of the show so we make it easy for you so if you want to see a visual go check out our visuals it's fun it's a good time try and get those youtube numbers up baby we also upload everything to rumble so if you're interested if you're a rumble person 
uh, ever since I got kicked off of you or not, I got a, a community guideline strike from a guest. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going on Rumble. So uh, also, you can leave us a review on Apple iTunes. Uh, leave us a, a, a five star rating on Spotify. And all that helps us to get more uh, f- uh, traction in the podcasting universe since it's expanded so much over the past couple years. You can also write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you think of the latest episodes. And if you have any guest suggestions or if you have any music news you want us to cover, you can always send us an email there. Uh, okay, so that is about it. Go ahead and uh, uh, we'll, we'll be back on Sunday for the live stream. If you are interested, we're going to have Bentley Michaels back on the show. He's our voiceover actor and he's a tap dancer and a fine musician and he, he's just he's a very talented human being always a good time with bentley so tune in for that and uh yeah that that's about it guys so let's jump into this episode with r&b singer songwriter saint james and remember he has a new single out called you should have told me all the links are in the show notes and of course you can find all that information at saint james All right, everybody, let's put our hands together for this week's guest, St. James. Have you seen the new Usher, the Usher uh, uh, Tiny Desk performance? Super dope. Oh my God, so good. But you want to know what's even doper about that? You want to know what's even more dope about that? Hold on, I'm going to bring it up. Uh, we're going to change screens here. Uh, give me a second. There's St. James. Hold on, let me, let me get that Usher up. I'm going to show you exactly what's even better. I know they all had glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did. But it was, oh, it has explicit language. Oh, no. What are we going to do? Uh, look at this. Hold on. Hold on. Everybody, oh, he has clip. Yeah, <laughs> he has clip-on sunglasses. He has, he has clip-ons too, y'all. That's right. Me and Usher, we wear clip-on sunglasses. <laughs> What's up? What's up now? Let's up? go. Anyways. Uh, hey, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I need to get that sample, actually. That would be dope. To get the yeah. l- little John. Yeah, for sure. Uh, are you a fan of Usher? You a fan? Oh, oh, come on, man. Ain't no R&B without Usher. Come on, I stop. agree. You know what's weird is that I keep seeing this. Um, you know how they they do the battles or, what? you know, the, 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 verse. the, the verses. verses. Thank you. Thank you. Verses. They, they 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 keep on talking about it on Twitter. It's like they want to do a versus with with Usher and Chris Brown, and I'm just like, I don't know. What do you think of that? I think it'll be a good. Uh, I think it'll be a good uh, a good verse simply because of this. Because I remember, you know, I've been in the game a long time, yeah. thirty years. So uh, when uh, when Chris Brown first came in the, into the uh, industry, uh, him and Usher were in Atlanta shooting basketball. You know, Chris was young, cocky. You mm. know, feeling. Himself. But Usher came in and had to like like settling down and give him some game because with Jermaine Dupri and all that, and they just kind of had a conversation. Mm. And he kind of told him, he said, listen, if you want to stay in this game a long time, doc, disrespecting other R&B legends and other people that's been in the game a while is not the way to go. And I think Chris Brown learned 
real quick, and it, it kind of helped him really stabilize himself. He might have been out of here because he could have got blackballed quick with that with arrogance, man. They yeah. don't play. Well, so that was quite a sidebar story I know about the situation. So, so but for them two to come full circle when Chris first came in with his first project mm. and Usher out like mega platinum by then. So right. it'll be a good a good verse. And Chris got a lot of records and showed us Usher catalog is magic. He does have a lot of records. I I just I just didn't see it. I, I guess for me it's because Usher is such a like a mega star from like the nineties, you know, and like Chris Brown, you know, he he's more I, I know, I guess he's not new school anymore. He's been around for a while, right? But like I don't know. Yeah, they both been around for a while. And I think you gotta remember, um, Usher has stayed relevant the whole time. Right. Like, when he when he wants to put out music, he he stays relevant in the sounds and in and what they're doing in in R and B or, or uh, trap soul, all that Usher can do it all. So I think he can keep up. I think keep up with Chris. I think and I think live as far as a live singer and vocal style, Usher's going to kill Chris Brown vocally. Yeah. No, yeah, it it always amazes me that Chris Brown he's he's pretty tall, but he's out there still doing backflips and shit. So it's always awesome to see. But yeah, man, no, I. I <laughs> I, Chris Brown has made it through a lot of stuff too, you know. Like yeah, it's really, uh, I mean, that's be a super versus, man. I think it'd be super dope. Hmm. And they need to try to pull that one off. Okay, Raina says Usher debuted at, in '94, and Chris Brown debuted at, at '05. So that's ten years on them. See, that's why I'm yeah. saying, like, I don't see. It, it's just like there's but a whole. There's nobody comparable to them, them two in the R and B game. I mean, you talking R and B versus, you know, but yeah. which is what you you gonna put a rapper against a singer? So you guys got to be. Who's relevant? Right, and they, they both of them are still relevant in the music industry as R and B singers. So I don't see nobody that can compare with uh, Chris Brown. That's that's in, that's in early two thousands, and I don't see nobody from the mid nineties other than uh, you know R Kelly that could that could have rocked with uh, Usher. But we all know what happened with R Kelly. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, another story. My <laughs> what do you think about what's going on with that that sentence? You know, listen, I, I I think that I've seen men. In those the same situation, do a far far more worse to to women and even young young children, and get less. Wow. So I'm not saying justifying it, saying it should be that he shouldn't do to get the time he got. I, a, a jury of his peers made the decision, and it is what it is. So this the American justice system, hate it or love it, is what it is. So that part of, you got to kind of like accept it. But we already know there's a lot of discre- uh, discrepancy and in, 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 uh you know prejudice and racism in, in, in the criminal justice system. I don't think a Caucasian man would have got that same uh, sentence or the same treatment. And I think R. Kelly didn't get a free, a fair trial because the media had already crucified him before he even went to, went to trial. And it's, it's incredible. It's impossible for anyone across the planet with social media, this new, the constant news cycles, to have not known what was going on or get their own opinion based upon media and those documentaries, man. It hurt him bad. And that interview with Gail King really, really, I think, sealed his coffin, so to speak. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I I I I feel what you're saying on that. I mean, uh, he, he. I mean, he was found guilty of of racketeering and trafficking. So I I don't know what you know. Like, ugh, that's tough. That's a tough. I one. Mean, yeah, real tough. I mean, they put those. Think about those words: racketeering and trafficking. When we think of racketeering and trafficking, we're usually thinking uh, interstate commerce. You're talking like uh, some serious. Um, Drug trafficking, drugs yeah, and drugs. some mobster stuff, right? Right. Yeah. So, but hey, the people, the legal system can make something stick to you if they really want to. That's and I, I'm straight up, I'm a straight shooter. If, as you get to know me in, in, in this in this business, 
I'm self-contained, independent. I can really much say and do what I want to do within legal legal ramifications, without legal ramifications based upon uh, understanding the law. But what I'm going to tell you is, at the end of the day, this would have never happened to a white guy. <laughs> yeah, Donald, I mean, yeah. Donald Trump. <laughs> he said Donald Trump. Well, no, 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 because you're right, because, I mean, there's... You know, kind of getting into the weeds here, but like, uh, you, you know, Donald Trump had some ties to Jeffrey Epstein, right? Come on, they all did, and right. they, and they nothing they covered that up quick. Ain't nobody talking about it. No, no, no. You saw the documentary with with Epstein's documentary with, with the, what he was doing and all the names on that in that book and all mm -hmm. the people that came to that house. Ain't no way you can tell me them guys didn't indulge in some inappropriate activities in, when they came to visit that dude's uh, uh, island. Yeah, island. Yeah, Come on, man. Lolita Island. No, for real. And Ghislaine Maxwell just got sentenced to 20 years for doing the same, technically the same thing, right? Like he was shooting. Right. And so, like, I think there's a good case there. What you're saying is, like, this white woman who who uh, was born of a social socialite, socialite, is that it? You know, it's, he is a socialite. Right, exactly. And, and, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, who was running around with all these high profile people. And, and, and it's interesting because Jeffrey Epstein, the first time he got caught, they, they let him go. And it's so it's like they're thinking that there's like some uh, clandestine clandestine ties to, you know, some uh, Israeli CIA type stuff. So like, how deep does that go? And then here's here's here. And then here's R. Kelly, who just got hung out to dry for for 30 years. So I think you do make a good point on that. That's My point is, is I'm gonna say something else. I really believe that the music, the record industry, as a recording, uh, the record industry, particularly major mainstream labels or major labels, I think he was signed either RCA or Sony or one of those major giants. Think about this: R. Kelly got a, a multi-million-dollar catalog. If you can get him incarcerated for the rest of his life, where he can't control his catalog, and you end up owning the rights to his masters. What would you? What money would you be willing to put out to put him in a position to look, to not be able to uh, recover? So I think I think his, I think his label has a lot to do with this. And a lot of times you go against these major labels. They're trying to. I just believe it's conspiracy theory or not. Too many artists that were signed to major labels are out of here. Prince out of here. Whitney out of here. Michael out of here. I, I mean, some suspicious deaths too. They can say drugs where they all they want to. Okay, just because drugs is found in your system, I mean, you put it in there. Yeah. Let's be clear. So, but whatever. I mean, I, I don't want to digress too much, but I think that that we got to put put everything in perspective and consider it at all angles, man. And I think that no, why would they want him to get out when they can own now they own this kind of catalog? Yeah, and they, and then they can talk all that, remove his mute R. Kelly all they want, but every time I go on sync licensing and pull up R. Kelly, I see all his records still getting streamed, mm. still getting absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. No, somebody. Made Money. somebody making money Go right right all those yeah exactly it's going somewhere those stream that every stream is going into someone's pocket whether it's yeah, I, I don't know if it's our catalog. so is that what they're going to try to do is that you think they're going to try to take over his catalog and, and I already own his catalog mm. because he couldn't pay legal defense you know he couldn't afford it uh, think about it. Yeah. but he had the catalog and somebody owns his publishing a lot of these mainstream artists that we think are super famous super rich don't even own the rights to their music right at all right and that's that's a travesty when you put that time 30 years in the game and you and you don't own nothing. Yeah. That's incredible. 
Right. And, and what's interesting now is that you're seeing like these legacy artists, they're they're selling their publishing and they're selling their catalogs to to f- for, you know, half, you know, uh, half a billion dollars. Right. Like, but, but they're selling it for half of what it's worth, because those same people that are buying those catalogs or will license that music in film and television. It's called residual income, long term residual income. So if you sell your catalog for $100 million and the company that bought it makes $500 million, you basically lost out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you always want to maintain ownership, bro. Never sell it outright. Yeah, it does seem weird, right? Because that's like your kids are going to eat off that. Your kids' kids are going to eat off that. And then so what right. happens... What happens when you know your your grandkid blows through your fortune that that <laughs> half a million you know because that's how it usually goes right like like usually the 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 children of great people usually end up you know kind of off the rails right they usually end up going a, a little wild and so uh, I could see that you know like down the road cause who who is what like uh, who is some of the people that. I can't remember, but there's a. There's been uh, I think David Bowie sold his catalog recently. Oh uh, well, he's dead, so I don't. Da- Bowie, I'm sorry, my my bad. David Bowie. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, Billy Idol, Sting, or one of them? Yeah, Sting. Sting. I- Sting. It was Sting. Yeah. I knew it was one of them rockers from the '80s. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My bad. <laughs> no, no, it's cool, man. I can't remember either. It's a, it's it's a weird. Um, yeah. Sting sells his catalog, his songwriting catalog, for three hundred million dollars. Woo! But they, but they go billion off of the off the off the catalog. You bet you, you bet yeah. you behind it. Kill it. Absolutely, absolutely. No, man, it, it's a crazy game, man. And and you've been doing it for so long. It's it's uh you know it's interesting that uh, you, you've been able to sort of stick with it for this long for for as wild as it gets. You know, like it, 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 I mean, tell me tell me about your uh, how did you get into music? How did you end up in the industry? Oh man, real short long story short, short story long. <laughs> short story long. We like the long style here. Reality is, man, you know, I keep t- I tell people all the time, you know, for for, for as being, being a black man in America and African American, however you want to uh, word it, I uh mu- our struggle is deep rooted in our, through our music and our music is a, is a, a byproduct of our struggle as a people dating back from slavery till now and I so I think I don't think a black person alive that don't love music to some degree. You know what I mean? Hmm. It helped get through a lot of tough moments in our uh, in our history as a people, our struggles, our challenges, and you know, you know. So, with that being said, my grandmother was a, a gospel singer. Uh, you know, my you know, and being born in the uh, mid six late sixties for me, uh, I'm fifty, almost fifty five. By the way, and I'm very proud of that. You know, I, I talk about that openly. Ageism doesn't intimidate me. Because there's a lot of people my age that will buy my records, stream my records, and support what I do. So why would I be ashamed of who I am and how old I am? It's, it's ignorant. So, you know, but, but you know, and I'm not trying to be loved by the whole world with this type of stuff that I do. Only those that love what I do. So that I target my demographic and I keep it moving to stay in my lane and mind my business. You know what I'm saying? So my grandmother taught me uh, about music early on. She's a gospel singer, but I bet your butt Monday through Friday, we were Sam Cooke, James Brown, Oldridge Redding, Shy Lights. Temptation, Motown, all week. Come Sunday, better be ready for Sunday school. You're going to get grabbed by that ear. <laughs> right, right. So, then uh, next thing you know, I'm I'm singing through all as a little, little kid for our supper. I'm living in the projects and the housing developments of Chicago. That's where I'm born. So we had a tip bucket outside. You know, my grandmama, uh, my mom and grandma, we put the tip bucket out. I'm doing um, Jackson 5 records at 5, sounding good as Michael. 
That's just what I was told. So, and then you know, I got bit by the industry bug uh, right out of high school in the military. Uh, I had a, a R&B singing group right at the time, Joe to see Boys the Man, Silk, and and all them were doing really well at the time when R&B budgets were multi-million dollar budgets for rhythm and blues music. And uh, so uh, we won a talent show in Germany. I was stationed. I was in the military. When I, when I right, went to the military right out of high school, we got stationed in Germany, did a talent show. We won a talent show. That the, the prize was to go to the Apollo Theater in New York City. Oh, to, cool. To, Amateur night, not a not showtime. Amateur night is where you can get booed and everybody right. there. <laughs> yeah. oh, and, you know, I mean, woo, amateur night is a whole different beast, my brother. So right. we didn't get booed, but we didn't win. So we flew all the way from Germany to New York to, to not win. That was just uh, discouraging. However, we were coming through this, uh, at the uh, train station in Times Square, harmonizing some stuff we had come up with. Someone heard us contacted someone next thing you know we auditioning for the r&b singer joe his his uh you know his team his label and next thing you know we are singing backgrounds to joe in 93 94 like i want to know joe like okay nice all right that was my start and you know once you get bit by that bug it's just crazy go ahead Oh, no, no. I was saying hi to Portside Dive. Uh, welcome in, Portside. Good to see you. Just greeting the greeting the, 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 the chat here. Oh, okay. No problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. That, that's awesome. So, like, uh, what was that like, man? How, I mean, like, that's a, that's a really strange way to do it. I mean, that, that's a very New York City sort of Right. Sorry for story. discovery. Like, yeah. Like I- Cause that's how they used to find artists. It used to be, it used to be, you discover them singing on the street corner or in a subway or homeless on the and living in a cardboard box next to they superstar. This day is so common on the internet and TikTok. I mean, you, there's no element of surprise. There's no, there's no. You don't need to discover. Well, you looking for just click on TikTok. Well, or, yeah. Like, well, well, I mean, and that's the thing about TikTok. Even is that the stack is the deck is stacked because you people can pay these companies to get your song to go viral you know what i mean yeah. it, it's it's yeah. all it's all industry owned basically they they got they got their hands in it so it's it's very hard for yes. i mean it, it's really hard for organic growth and and that's what's so cool about you is that you do have that organic growth that's sort of just come off of your hard work and years in the game so that's really <laughs> that's really dope uh but yeah, yeah even even tiktok it's it, it just it, it's so it's so manufactured and so absolutely which is why when i post stuff i don't post stuff to try to go viral or to or to look silly it's a lot of silliness and I, ain't nothing wrong with it because I think we, with all we've been through in the last three years with the pandemic and the global economy and all the drama and politics, man, people just need the comic relief, man. You got to laugh at stuff, man. So <laughs> I, I go on TikTok to kind of chuckle and laugh at some of the stuff. People, we're human beings. We're, we're, we're funny, man. We come up with some of the craziest stuff that goes on, man. The meme, the internet is incredible. So I love it. I love that aspect of it. But if you're really trying to market yourself on it on TikTok, you can, you can cancel Christmas. It ain't happening. <laughs> Cancel Christmas. Well, that's how much it's going to cost to get any kind of marketing down there. I mean, because it's just such a, I mean, TikTok is, I heard somewhere that that TikTok has surpassed YouTube on hours watched. And you think about how long YouTube has been around and then think about how long TikTok has been around. I mean, that's a powerful platform. All all good things must come to an end. You understand? All dynasties must crumble. So... (laughs) It is what it is. YouTube been holding, been locking it down on the video uh, channels for a long time. And, you know, they, they try to reinvent themselves with all this different YouTube music, YouTube, this Devo, all that. But in the end of the day, 
TikTok is supreme. And that's why you think back when Trump was trying to make sure it was a U.S. based owned company, people thought he was crazy. But the, but the fact still remains. I, I'm not a Trump fan by no means, but some, if something makes sense, it makes damn sense. Absolutely. And we wanted to make sure we own as a country had access to ownership of that platform. Otherwise, we, it was going to be banned. Remember when that that's, everybody went up in arms over it? Oh, yeah. I, I was I was one of them because I, at that point I was addicted to it. Um, <laughs> well, I still am. Like I, right. I, I love TikTok, but but I, I heard that they're 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 starting to talk about that again because they're just now bringing it back up because it they we just found out that um, that that the Chinese government is actually receiving that information. So all of our metadata is yep. being delivered right to the CCP. So it's, mm-hmm. or, or is it CPC? I don't know what it is, but the Chinese government, basically. So, <laughs> so, so it, you're absolutely right. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a Trump fan either, but he was talking about this and, and now it's sort of all coming back and around on it, uh, on us. And, and here we are where all of our data is going straight to the, the Chinese government. And for whatever reason, for whatever they're trying to do, I mean, there's just a lot of weirdness going on with that you know no, I, I i hear you but let me let me say this man about the data <laughs> if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing collect my damn dad i don't give a damn what you gonna do staple some shit to my credit report as long as you may fix it while you're at it <laughs> <laughs> i get all the big hubbub and the big fuss about data but let's be clear our data has been sold when we log on to any of these platforms, sign up to any of these banking institutions, whatever we do, they sell our social security number and the same data. And I wouldn't be surprised that espionage is going on with, with information in, in within the ranks of the government and CIA and all of them. I don't give a damn what they say. Some, it's about greed. We are a greedy-ass country yeah, and a greedy-ass planet. Real talk. So so I, I feel like this again. If you, if you ain't, if you're doing legal activities and, I mean, if you're living in the legal world, you're handling your business. You got nothing to be worried about. My take my data. I mean, because I can't control. You can't control. You can try to protect it all you want. Remember, what's that? What's that lock? That security lock thing that everybody remember people VPNs. No, the, not no. And I'm talking about the, when they protect your identity. Everybody was uh, was paying this big all this money to get the identity protected with a secure lock. What was it? Was a name brand something like Mc, uh, McAfee or uh, no, um, identity. It, it, it protects you against identity theft. It was a company out there making millions off of people with that crap, still getting their identity. Uh, oh, yeah. So, no, it, it doesn't matter. LifeLock? Is it LifeLock? Porter? Yeah, LifeLock. Or so remember, LifeLock was a big deal, and everybody was spending all that money trying to protect their, all that stuff, and people still getting breached. <laughs> For real, though, no, it doesn't really matter. It, it, it's... Um, it, 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 I was hearing it somewhere, like I, they were talking to uh, a, an ex-CIA agent, which CIA agents seem like they're, once you're in the CIA, you're in it for, probably for life, you know, they they say they're retired, but you know, they, they're still in contact with everybody. And they were saying, it was like, at this point, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like they're gonna be able to get through your firewalls. They're gonna be able to get through your VPNs. They're gonna be able to get through. It's it's over basically. It's over. There's no real protection. If they want something, they're coming to get it, and yeah. they're gonna they get have it. The worst cybersecurity in the world. There's third world countries with better internet uh, broadband and internet and and security, cybersecurity. We got for real. 
Come on, America. We got to do better, man. We 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 busy watching TikTok, and so none of us are going to school for IT and math and science and. It's just crazy, man. We just behind in all of that stuff. You're, we gotta do better. You're absolutely right, man. Like it, it's really interesting what they promote on TikTok, and it's really interesting what the kids of this generation want to do now because it doesn't seem like no one wants to go into art, into the sciences. They just want to be a TikTok star or YouTuber or <laughs> gamer. Do a lot of twerking. <laughs> exactly. They just want to twerk and look hot. That's like all they want to do. Meanwhile, in China, uh, you know, right. I'm not trying to badmouth the Chinese right. people. I, They're I beautiful people. Uh, yeah. It's just that in China, their TikTok is so different. It's all educational. It's all based on engineering and facts. And it's all, you know, it's anti-American uh, 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 rhetoric. It's like all this stuff that that's very educational and, and lifts people up. Meanwhile, we have people over here, you know, just twerking and, and, and <laughs> pulling pranks hey, on I people. Call, and man, we we hey, we are what I call a sprouts generation. You know, sprouts the, the store, the organic store. I do. We're vegetables generation. This generation's vegetable, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree with you. I, I think that there's there's something fundamentally missing from this this new generation that's come up. And I, there's a lot that I do like about it. You know, I, I like the idea that they're trying to find equality and they're trying to find this equal space for everyone to feel comfortable and to feel, you know, uh, feel like they have a place to stand on this world. But there is something weirdly missing that's that that I don't know, man. It, 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 there's a disingenuous uh, a feeling that's attached to what's going on because you have a lot of people who are like uh, who who want social justice, but only from the comfort of their own home on on Twitter or TikTok or just the, or they're they're just trying to. Uh, show moral superiority, you know what I mean? There's just, it, it, there's something weird about it. Yeah, I think I think a, a, a level of social detachment has occurred. We're not in yeah. touch with humanity like we used to be. We don't, we don't put the phones down and go outside and enjoy the sun and, you know, walk down, you know, we, I mean, not majorly, like it's not a big deal anymore. Kids used to go outside and play, that would be the highlight of life. Right. You know, go, go play football, tag or flag football or tackle football with my buddies. Let me go jump rope. Let's go to the park. Let's go to the beach. Now it's let's sit around and eat, smoke weed, watch TV and, and play video games and or be on the social media all day. And then and families are doing it. You at the dinner table. Everybody got their phone yeah. and eating, eating with the phone, scrolling. No conversation, right. no interaction. And then your social, social skills deteriorate. You don't even know how to talk to people when you actually don't have, when you're not with your phone in your house. You, you don't know how to act when you go out in public. Yeah. It's, it's just a lot. It's a lot going on. It's wrong. But, you know, you got to be hopeful for the best that we'll get better, man. We'll turn the corner at some point. May not happen in my lifetime, but maybe yours. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, man. Maybe. I don't know. I just, it's, 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 I don't man. know, man. It, it, I don't have a great outlook, but but I have children. I have a child, so like you gotta have some sort of like hope, you know what I mean? Because I don't want him growing up in this, in in this weird idea of what I have the the future of being. But like it, it is, uh, you gotta maintain some kind of hope, and and yeah. I I suppose I, I suppose my hope in in this in this next generation is that they're that they're really taking the stigma out of, you know, mental health and, and being able to show emotions and being able to do this. But then again, it goes a little too far, right? Like everybody's all butthurt all the time. You said something that made me mad. 
and say nothing to people these days. But they listen, this generation can call you all kinds of names, and then as soon as you call one back, you're disrespecting him. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Um, last I checked, you called me an asshole first. Now yeah. I don't get to call you one back. Right. Now you're in your fifth. It's just, I, I can't explain it, man. All I try to do is stay home, mind my business, and be uh, protected and ready to go. Because I'm telling you right now, you don't want to walk around. You don't come to my house. We're going to have some problems. There's going to be some consequences and repercussions. Leave me the hell alone. <laughs> I feel that, man. No, no, you're, you're right about that, though. Like, uh, you know, I'm not trying to get too political with anything, but like, um, you know, this whole uh, abortion thing that's going on. Um, uh, Clarence Thomas is, is a, he's a black dude who's, who's the yeah. Supreme Court, right? And um, you can find all kinds of stuff on Twitter and TikTok where they're calling him a coon and they're calling them the n-word and you're saying and it's all like from these people who are like supposed to be the tolerant uh, the generation of tolerance but yet it's okay for them to be racist towards this this man this black dude but it, it because they did something he did something that they don't agree with and what do you agree with abortion or not that i don't even want to get into that but it's like it, right. it, it's but it's that weird uh it, there's just no balance. There's no, the, you can't talk. He can't have an opinion. If you have an opinion that you don't agree with, it, it, it's okay to be racist now. Like it's just, <laughs> right. It, 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 you can't be racist unless I don't agree with you. Right. Like then, then you can be racist. But, but I mean, what, I don't understand how that even works out and it's okay. And these social platforms will let that shit ride because, because it follows a certain narrative, honestly. And uh, it, it's very confusing. You're absolutely right about that, man. I think uh, the racism card is it's never going to go away, man, because it's so deep rooted, man, and all of it. So we, you know, it can it can get better and improve to some degree. All it takes is somebody to spew uh, stupidity and rhetoric to put it right back in a, in a negative position. You know, for when Obama was in office for about those eight years, you started seeing a, prog a progressive change. In the situation, you know, when he legalized gay marriages, uh, just a lot of po prison reform was on the table. I mean, thought some serious thought about prison reform and the just criminal justice system reform, and a lot of other things were being established. I'm not saying Obama was the reason why it happened, but because he couldn't get a lot done because of the House and the Senate was majority Republican, so you know, it was just all he's on. He, to me, he was a lame duck president for eight years. For the most part, he got the biggest thing he did was the health care reform, sweeping reforms in health care, getting that bill passed, the uh, Obamacare. I mean, that was incredible because Hillary Clinton was trying to do that when Bill was in office. So, you know, but outside of that, as soon as Donald Trump came and got in office and, and started that, that whole, all that, oh, it's crazy, man. The country just went south fast. Like yeah. the first year. I think you're right. I think it was Donald Trump. As soon as Donald Trump, because it really illuminated a lot of people, uh, a lot of people's thoughts and ideas, and 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 he was sort of their megaphone for it. And uh, God, Donald Trump. He, I, I really do think that him getting, you know, like good or bad, man. Like no matter what, how people could see it, like there's no denying that, like it, every since he came into office, that that things have just gotten much worse. It, it just in social relations, right between right. 
between blacks, whites, Mexicans, gays, lesbians, trans, transsexual, like everything has gotten amplified and everything is is worse. There's no it the 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 there's no talking it through. There's no there's no rationalizing anything. It's all either you're with us, you're against us, and if you're against us, you know, screw you. And and everybody's just tribing up, and it, it's it's really it's really hard. It's really hard times out here to, to to have conversations, even like this. Right, I'm 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 a lib- I'm 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 of a liberal, so and mm, and too. I'm uh, independent. I don't I'm not even Democrat or Republican anymore. I'm out. I'm over that. I'm sick of them too. Mm. They both to me, uh, the Democrats and Republicans are in bed together. They play their they they it's theater. They get up there and filibuster and do all that talking and arguing, act like they care. They they but then they eat and play golf and probably sleep with each other's wives and stuff. I'm said it. I'll say it again. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? But then they act like they against each other in front of the camera and for, for for theater and stuff. And they laughing all the way to the bank with lobbyists and all of the money that they have and they're rich as hell. You know, you're supposed to make about eighty to $100,000 or whatever as a, as a representative or senator. You're supposed to make all that money, but you got millions of dollars. You own million-dollar homes. They got stock 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 portfolios that's, that's bigger than some companies. But you are a representation of the people. So to me, it's a joke, man. Yeah. Bernie to me is still he, he just he just his age is his problem now. He's he's too old now, and it's just he don't have the energy no more. But Bernie Sanders to me, uh, the stuff he's trying to do, he wants to do. Him and Elizabeth Warren, I think they have the the mindset. But you just really don't know because they all could be in, in, involved in it together because they're politicians. I mean, you just really can't trust politicians. I don't care. They just they just don't do the right thing. So. My point, to, I'm, I'm going to finish with this and say this. Without law and order, this country will be in chaos. So it's very imperative that the laws and the legislation that we allow to be passed is, is fair and equitable across the board. You're not going to agree with everything that gets passed in the law and bills and all that stuff, but you got to have some order, man, or we're going to be wild, wild west. They were just shooting people. People were shooting each other with no recourse. It was crazy. So we don't want to go back to that type of stuff. And it feels that way. Uh, philosophically speaking, go ahead. It does, it does. And Papa, Papa, sweet, and good to see you, Papa. Uh, I mean, I remember when my parents calling Obama the Antichrist and saying that Democrats ah, okay. wanted to destroy America back in 2008. It has gotten worse, but I think that uh, this has been the trajectory for a while. And yeah, I, I do too, but I think it was just definitely amplified when Trump came into office. I mean, Ooh. but I. I yeah, it, it, it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough time, man. But you know, we'll, we we'll get through it. We'll get through it, or not. We're <laughs> or, resilient. We're resilient country, man. We've yeah. been too far. It was worse in the '60s, man. It was crazy. The 60s, all the assassinations. Yeah. And, you know, crazy stuff. So this is like, it, it just it, our natural tendency is to to overreact or to react to to, to to drama. And people, it's like when somebody, one person's running down the street from something. You go. You don't know what they're running from, but you start running with them because right. they're running. Right. So it's like, you know, what do you do? You know, you just you just gotta learn how to think for yourself, and 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 more importantly, do your research. People just just react to the first article they read. Oh my god! And then they don't read. They don't cross reference it. They don't get more than one source, and then they just run with a narrative, and then that's when the fake news becomes uh, into effect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, oh, I should, yeah. At least, 
sources before I release some shit. <laughs> yeah, you got to though. You got to like you can't just go off what CNN is saying or what Fox News is saying. It, it, it's they're they're all they're all mouthpieces for a specific group of people, and it's like and, and th- that's what they're paid for. That's the 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 government gives them they give them the script. It's like. It, it, they're it, they're literally just told what to say and then they say it and and there so there's no uh, like it's independent journalism I think is is um is blowing up right now because of how uh, how much people are just uh, over this this uh th- this bullshit like because it's it's all just the it, it's it, they said this so now we're gonna say the opposite you know it's like there's no coherence there's no objective reporting it's all just uh, there's a there's there's a narrative behind everything that we see and and I think people are getting sick of it and I'm the same way I'm not Democrat or Republican I, I think that both sides are just just disgusting and as you're saying how some of these people are making more money than you know certain companies it's like why is Nancy? Why is there TikTok uh, um, creators that that are able to follow Nancy Pelosi's investments and and they're they're making money off of Nancy Pelosi because they just follow her investments, follow what she's doing because she's insider trading constantly. They're all insider trading, and you know how Come much do you know how much they get charged for insider trading if they get caught? They going to prison. It's in prison. It's in no, prison. no, it's two hundred dollar fine. Oh, it used to be like you get inside a prison, you were going to prison. Martha Stewart went to prison, not congressman. What? Yeah. Um. They. 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 Hey, listen. Who? Who's in? Who's in, at that level to be able to be have that level? Who's? Who's inside a trader? Ain't a lot of black folks. Ain't a lot of Latinos. <laughs> that. As that. That I can agree with. Now. Nah, okay. So, so. So you know they always make the law to. Uh, they. They consort. Consort and. Uh, to. Con- contort the law to fit their their agendas man of all course. the time yeah. you know what i'm saying hey so, I, I, all i'm trying to do is stay out of prison bro stay out of <laughs> right stay out of prison stay out of debt let's just try to get through this y'all real man because you can be you can drive your car down the street get pulled over and life could be over for a black man in america or you can just they make they create new laws to lock people up I'm telling you, it's credible, crazy. You can't yeah. back in the day. I used to be on the date site. You know, back in the day, I don't know about you, but I'm back in the days between. Remember for AOL? I know you know AOL chat, Yahoo chat, um, all these date sites back in the day, man. We used to meet. I used to meet people online, and you know, we we trade we trade pictures, you know, selfies, and you know how those things can go from rated G to X real quick after you. Oh <laughs> yeah. You do that now. You go to prison. You send your penis picture out. You better watch it. For real. Stop sending them women them little PP pictures. I want to see your little because you will get in trouble for that and, and let one of their kids pick up their phone and see it. No. Oh man. No, no. I, I I keep all my penises off of all, all my pe- <laughs> all several of them. Uh no, I keep Yeah, exactly. No, I, I exactly no, I, I do, I do not send that anywhere. Like again, I, I, well, again, not again. I'm happily married, so I don't have a reason to be sending them out, and I don't think I would. I'm not comfortable with that in the first place. Like I, I don't like strip clubs. I don't like any of that stuff. I'm just, it but makes me uncomfortable. Listen, they don't care. It's nothing to get a booty picture and a panty picture or or a, a twerking. Video or something. These, you know, you see though. I'm on my my Instagram. I can't go on Instagram on the main feed without seeing somebody looking like they should be in soft porn movies. <laughs> but as soon, soon as I post a video with a chicken a thong, 
Facebook don't mute me, man. Like what? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it, it's a it's a weird time, man. Yeah, my my yeah. my Instagram is all big butts and just yeah. that's yeah. all it is. Big butts and music gear. That's and music. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what? So. Well, I, I, you know, like kind of going back to your story here, like it, it's such an odd way to get, not odd, but it's such an interesting way to get discovered. You know, you're just harmonizing. Did, now, how did that, so someone made a call and then you sort of hooked up with JoJo's management. How did that take place? How did you get into that? Uh, well, it was just, uh, like I said, we were just, it was a freak, freak uh, meeting. We were just in the, in the coming down the escalator and we was, we, we weren't happy, man, losing Apollo, man, right. we flew a long way. So we just started singing, man. And somebody heard us and asked for the phone number. Next, you know, we get a call back. This is the mid, this is mid nineties. So get the call back and they're like, we have an R&B, R&B singer, Joe, Joe, R&B singer, Joe, he needs uh, got a new album out. He needs background singers. We're going on, on tour with him. And we think you guys would be a really good fit. So can y'all audition for us? And we were staying with a, a, a fellow Army buddy's family, uh, you know, that we knew in Germany. His family let us stay there. It was a really great, great time, man. So next thing you know, we auditioned for him, nailed it. And we went to the studio within the first couple of days, man. And we were in the studio recording records with Joe. And, you know, Joe is a phenomenal vocalist, man, and a great dude, a musician, man, a talented, talented dude. So it was awesome, man. But And... You know, it didn't work out in the end because the record industry is a very volatile industry. One minute you could be in a, in a studio recording and somebody, some other stuff go down between other people and you ain't got a deal no more. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? no. I mean, studios go under. I mean, management changes. A new president comes in and they're just like, they want to make their mark. They want to leave their legacy. And sometimes people don't make the cutting cutting room floor so you know things change how so so did you end up going on tour with joe then yeah well, well we we rehearsed a few times and uh did some studio work and then you know joe had some management stuff go down um you know i don't want to get into his business that's his business but at the time uh we were signed to the same management company as joe mm. so joe Change managers. I think Joe at the time might have been dating his his uh, his manager mm. at the time, and so you know how that go. You put your wee wee in your wallet, man. That that just it always don't go well. So <laughs> your wee wee in your wallet. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, we ended up because we were signed to the same management company. When that fell apart, they didn't want us working with Joe. So mm-hmm. it was kind of that's what I that's what I recall. That it was a while back. That's a long time ago, but I I do recall that being the case, man. It was just. Inner, inner, inner office, interpersonal stuff went down between him and his team, his management. We were signed to the same management company. They didn't want us to go rock with Joe after Joe parted ways yeah. with them. And that that wasn't that wasn't even even we we didn't see it coming, man. It was crazy. Oh man, that sucks. So, How old were you at this time? I want to say twenty two, maybe. Dang, I'm fifty five almost now. So that was whew, that was a long time ago, brother. Hey, it 20, happens. Fresh out the military, man. They they actually let us out the military. Uh, to pursue this music uh, a career, man, it was like we were right at the height of the uh, downsizing after golf after the golf war hmm. back in the early nineties yeah. uh, when Kuwait and the golf war and all that went down with Bush and all that stuff. So we got we got we were allowed to get out because they were downsizing. We had too many too many troops and not enough military budget. They let us out with a severance package, man. We we went buck wild when we got home, though. We have been been in the United States for like four years. <laughs> 
So, so yeah, I was going to ask, I was like, that that's pretty young and you're in an interesting position in life. I mean, how did you handle that? How, like, where were you at and how, what, what were you guys doing? Were you guys partying or were you guys like staying focused? Like, how did that work out? Well, I'm going to tell you this. I mean, I, I was, I was always focused, but it was just, we were young, man. When you're 19, 20, 22, and, you know, you get a taste of this industry. Back then, 90, the R&B world was ridiculous. I mean, them cats were spending a million dollars on videos. Yeah. They would get big-time budgets to, to make, dare I say, some of that music wasn't that seriously dope. <laughs> if I go back and listen to some, you can hear some, some of that stuff. When you listen to it today, you're like, it's good music. But they were pitchy. We didn't have auto-tune. You know, it wasn't no auto-tune to keep you on key and pitch back then. You think the same thing. So, and then you go back. Some of that music ain't that super dope as they trying to say it is. I'm just being real with you. I love 90s R&B. And, and, but, so, you know, but it was a great, it was, a, it was an interesting time because it was such, so much money being tossed around. So we wanted, the, we wanted a chunk of it. And so, you know, you think you, you, know, you get signed and you sing a background to Joe and in the studio, you think you done made it. At our age, you know, we like you know we arrogant, cocky, you know, not focused, inner 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 group arguing, hate, you know, jealousy. It's just goofy stuff, man. Going back, man, we somebody to, if I can go back in the time machine, I'd slap the shit out of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, is that isn't that what youth is, right? Half out of that, half out of that, I would go back and slap the shit out of myself, at least, at least myself. I I for real, bro. Yeah. I would definitely smack myself and, and check myself and do it differently, but you live and you learn. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> so, so then, what? Where did you guys go then from there? Where did you go from the? You know, you get dropped from Joe, and and you guys are arguing with each other. Did, did, uh, man, we we just disbanded, and uh, some some of us stayed. A couple of guys stayed in New Jersey. And we were in New Jersey, New York, and they stayed working. Man, and some of them had some success with Brownstone and. Some other groups, they were working with some other groups. Uh, song, we, we all song, we were all good songwriters. You know, we, just, we were just being developed. You got to remember back then they were still developing artists, mm. taking a stylist, you know, uh, voice vocal lessons, speech work if you needed it, uh, how to etiquette, how to, you know, how to be an artist. You know, we, the, now you, no one's being developed. That's why when they get live, they, don't, they can't sing real live. They, they don't know how to talk on interviews. Just clueless, man, because there's no one spending the money and time to develop them like the labels and stuff. So uh, we all, it was a depressing time for me, man. I really, I, I was heartbroken, bro, because I've been really been chasing this dream. I wanted it my whole bad, my whole life. And then and, and even at my age, man, getting to where I'm at now, I, up, as of 20, up to 2010, I wanted to still be super famous in the music business and be an R&B uh, star. I did. And then I, I, I had a different ap uh, approach after 2010. Because the whole industry shifted around 2005 with the, with, the, with the streaming from the CDs and the MP3s and the downloads, and and then of course the deals stopped coming. A lot of <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of R&B artists started singing pop records, trying to compete with the Justin Timberlakes of the world and stuff. You know, it was just a tough time for R&B. So, so after that, I, I mean, I took a break from it. Uh, seven years, I walked away from music for seven years. Didn't sing a note. Didn't watch nothing. I didn't. I went on social media. Didn't do nothing about music. Just just took a break from it and then i just you know i've always loved it. and i came back 2017 is when i was picked it back up after 2010 by 2017 i went back to the studio to touch up one song and that's you know it turned into a, a three song then it was an ep then it was an album double album now it's a hundred song catalog Dang. and 58 58 million organic streams later and hit record 
number one indie soul records and and I'm independent, man. I love the power I have as an independent artist. So it's been a great journey, man. And I, 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 if I, I would, I don't live in regrets much. And so I don't really regret anything I experienced. Um, just think, other artists just gotta, just gotta learn how to believe in themselves, man. That's all. What, what were you doing? So what did you do when in that seven year of down, seven years of downtime? What were you? How were you staying busy? I just smoke hella weed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> watch YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch TV. You know, you know what I'm saying. I grew weed. I'm, I'm just keeping it real with you. Hey. That's why I grew, I should grow weed back out here in California. You know, Cali is like the, the uh, I, I call them the OG of, of the 420 movement, California. You know, we started sure. this thing, uh, even though I'm originally from Chicago, but I've been out here about 16 years. So Cali's home. Yeah. Um, and, I just kind of like chill, man, and, uh, you know, have babies, you know, just grandbabies, you know, just doing what everybody else do, procreating and minding my damn business. And you know, and then a woman in my life at the time, you know, she used to me being a stay-home, chill kind of dude. She had access. I picked up this music, man. Let me just say right now, that's what you should have told me that song is all about. I had, to, I had to tell the truth, man, because I did all that for seven years, gave her a great life, did all that stuff, man, and here we are. 11 years later, a beautiful son, you know, and this like, I have six children, by the way, and, and, and seven grandchildren. So wow. uh, I'm, G, I'm G Diddy, though. Ain't no grandpa shit. I don't play that. You know, G Diddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, my, my, uh, my, my, my wife's mo mom, my mother-in-law is, is the same way. She's like, do not come at, my mom is the same way. My mom is like, you call me Mama Grande? Because she's Mexican. Uh, and then, okay. uh, and then uh, my, my wife's mom He's like, don't be calling me grandma. So she's G, she's G Mac. She's G Mac. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we ain't ready. We ain't sixty five seventy yet. So. Yeah, they ain't fucking uh, around. They they are not with it. So but I feel <laughs> you though, man. It's it, it's it's fair enough. Fair enough. You gotta go. You gotta go with what you're comfortable with. And that's very. That's an awesome name, by the way. G Diddy. It's like, <laughs> hey, G Diddy. Uh, that, uh, that's beautiful though, man. Like six kids. That's that's awesome. One of them yeah. is bound to take care of you, right? When you can't take care of yourself i don't know man you know you know i don't know what generation your generation is different but my generation is like you know these the women in my generation would are possessive like territorial they don't want to co-parent they want to they want the super s on the chest so they can say i'm single the s stands for single mom not superwoman <laughs> I, 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 okay i see i see you know, but my thing is you know they don't you don't have to be a single mother when you got a willing involved father the problem is a lot of women in my experience have in my life and what I went through was just they wanted control of how I fathered my child. You don't get to tell me how to father the child that I created. Hmm. Hell you think you are. You know, you, I don't tell you how to raise the kid. So if we don't have, if we're not co-parenting, we don't live together, we're not in a relationship, you know I'm going to have my style of how I parent and rear and you're going to have your style of how you parent and rear. And if we can, if we can have sex and make a baby, we should have to be able to have the common sense to raise it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, man. You got to have, especially if a father is involved in the life of the children and like, because it's one thing if if the father is like, or, or even the mother, if they're off doing their own thing and they just sort of forget and abandon everybody, you know, but like if the father is involved and wants to be involved and is financially, you know, uh, providing, even though they're, you're not together, yeah, you should have a, you should have half the say, right? Like you should at least, at the very least, have half the say of what goes on. And so, it's very skewed, especially out in California. It gets weird out there with uh, with how things lean towards a woman. Which I'm not trying to 
you know, say anything <laughs> bad about women or anything. It's just that the, the reality is, is that it is skewed towards the women and, and, and probably for a good reason. But as I don't know, as we be progress and as things become more progressive, it definitely it definitely seems like uh, if, if, if both parties are involved and they're both financially involved, then there should be a, a little bit more balance. And and, uh, and the kid is, and the poor kid is like on the swivel. Mommy, daddy, mommy, yeah. daddy. Because it's just like stereo, you know? Right. So depending on what you're listening to. But I think it's just, you know, so, so for me, the music, you know, once I picked up, picked back up the music and got busy with this. And now, now I'm not, now I'm not just wearing uh, one hat. I'm not just an R&B singer and a songwriter. And a, I'm producer. I own uh, my own independent label, LLC. I have a, a promotions company, a uh, distribution company, uh, radio station. I do it all, man. You have and a radio station? Yes, my own station. You know, so that's yep. dope. <laughs> that's really cool. DRT uh, digital reporting station. So you know. Play my own damn records. <laughs> <laughs> I play what I want. <laughs> no, no, you know, I, I feel like as independent artists, how important do you think it is for independent artists to take on these different roles? Like, you know, I know a lot of people who they make their own graphics, they make their own music videos, mm -hmm. they, or, or at <laughs> least they hire their own people, they have a team. Like, mm -hmm. how important do you think that is as independent artists are coming up in this game? Well, obviously, it's, it's if, if no one's going to do it for you if you don't do it for yourself. So, you know, you you got to, you know, you just find your lane, your niche and what you're good at. And, and, and of course, like you mentioned, a team is essential. So why reinvent the wheel when you can find someone that does what you what you need done better than you? But you do it with them. I mean, you'll collaborate. You have a partnership and relationship. And I, I pull together the best. When I, when I create records, I try to find somebody that play guitar, dope, good, bass keys bring me elements that i i can't create and bring in and so you just collaborate with people but as an independent artist you've got to have a team because uh, you can't do this by yourself man there's no it's impossible it's so many moving parts to being an artist uh putting out a record uh monetizing your brand and your content as well so you gotta it's a lot to learn a lot of lessons to learn and it's a lot of financial uh cost involved that you didn't foresee when you thought you wanted to be a singer or a songwriter or, or a recording artist. What are some so examples it. of that? Uh, like, you know, you can't, you got to pay for music videos. You got to pay for the uh, wardrobe. You got to cover your uh, production costs, your studio time. I mean, back in the day, a label would, if a label discovered your talent, they would be willing to invest in you to do the same thing. But then they take, then they own your rights, your brand, your likeness and image and everything. And you just might be the star of the song and the star of the music. But when, 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 they, when they get tired of you, they can, they can toss you away, man. They can shelf your project. They can tell, you no, we're not doing, you ain't going to sing like this. Don't wear this. Don't talk like, I mean, it's incredible. You want the power and the autonomy. You might as well go get a bank loan. If you can finance a house, you can buy some Jordans. You can buy a pound of weed every month. You can, you can go ahead and finance your music career, man. Where's your priorities? How important is it to you? People sometimes it's not this. This stuff ain't that important to people as much as they think it is. When it's when when it's when the reality slaps you in the face that hey, it's gonna cost me at least two hundred thousand dollars to get my record on mainstream radio and Billboard. Yeah, yeah. No, it 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 really is just. It, it, and as sad as it is, it's like that is a very. It, it's very just money based, right? Like yeah. it, real it, talk. If you can, if you're a billionaire and your daughter wants to be a pop star, well, you can just simply pay for her to be a pop star, 
And then, uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Oh man, no, it, and it's weird too because I was just hearing about that in the literary literary world where you know people will will release a book and then they'll go out and buy their own book. You know these rich people who write books, they'll go out and buy their own books. They'll buy like you know a hundred thousand copies just so they can get on the New York Times bestseller list. And I was like, that's a thing? It is just like, that's how it is everywhere, I guess. The industry, too. Yeah. They, they, back in the day, we think... Anyway, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. Drake Drake gets the billions, billions of streams. I'm telling you, come on, man, stop. <laughs> you know how hard it is to get organic streams, bro? Nobody's going to Spotify. I mean, you got it, curations, editorials. I get it. They get all these little gimmicks as to how you stream. But the reality is, man, it's such a hard has to do so back in cd days they buy their own cds if i'm michael jackson and my i just dropped dangerous and i i can spend a couple million dollars because i'm about damn near a billionaire and i can and i can go platinum in the first day because i bought a million of my own damn cds that, that ain't that's normal that's like a everybody does it. that's classic people probably streaming their own records that, that's part of it too i stream my own <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> uh, run those numbers up, baby. Run those numbers up. Um, hey, but as long as they're organic, because Spotify will take your ass down. They will ban you. Yeah, and man. Black, if, they, if, they, if they fake bots, that's what I'm saying. You can't buy them up on these platforms no more. Mm-hmm. These cats was black, paying for plays and botting and stuff. And they probably think I'm botting. But now I'm telling you right now, can't bot, man. You will get your stuff. I got too many records out. To be to be botting right now, so you know I've been busting my tail on promotions and marketing, man, really grinding. So I'm excited about the traction, this the rhythm and blues that I'm putting out is starting to get. So yeah. and you know I'm humble, man. I, I don't I don't have no no grand grand thoughts of anything more than bringing good so, solid music and quality co- content to what I do until I get tired of doing it. Uh, hey, I, we got a raid coming in. Um, we have another streamer that brought their people over. What is up, Zippy Zipper? Welcome, everybody. What's up, Chris Silent L. Cox? Bring it in, buddy. Good to see y'all. Thank you so much for raiding over. We're talking to St. James. He's an independent R&B artist, singer, songwriter, record label owner, radio station owner, <laughs> does it all, marketing mastermind. Um uh, 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 welcome in everybody I, I usually play a song but since St. James is not uh, familiar with this whole platform I'm going to reserve the song uh, for another time y'all so <laughs> I'm not going to sing tacos to St. <laughs> James okay y'all I'm just saying I'm just saying uh, you gotta usually sing a song yeah when people raid I sing it's raining tacos it's ridiculous uh, oh, I <laughs> Okay. All right. Hey, I'm going to do it. You, you step on my account. Do your thing. Go ahead. God. Well, this is, <laughs> this is embarrassing because uh, <laughs> you're obviously a, a way awesome singer, and I am a very um, not awesome singer. So you do it. You're calm down, everybody. Morby, welcome in, Morbs. It's good to see you. All right. Well, then, since uh, St. Since James. Go ahead with that acoustic boy. Stop, uh, Ziggy. I just that little bit. It's that little bit you play. Stop playing. Let me hear. You. All right, hold on, uh, Ziggy. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll do that at the end. I'm not doing. I'm not doing Sad Boy Summer for St. James. Okay, that's not <laughs> happening. I'll do that at the end, though. I promise. Uh, hold on. Let me. Let me get to the right thing. And then do we? Hold on. I'm gonna bring you in. Where are you? 
there you are. There he is. All right. All right, y'all. Zippy Zipper, welcome in. Thank you so much for bringing your family in, and uh, good to see y'all. Uh, I'm going to sing a song for you, and I'm going to be very embarrassed while I do it. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Yes, tacos. No need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining zippy. Out in the streets, yes, zippy. All you can eat, lettuce and shells, cheese and meat. It's raining zippy. Yum, yum, yummity yum. It's like a dream. Yum, yum, yummity yum. More sour cream. It's raining zippy. Zippy, ooh, zippy, ooh, it's raining zippy, it's raining zippy, from out of the sky, yes, zippy, no need to ask why, just open your mouth and close your eyes, it's raining zippy. Thank you, Zippy, for that. And um, there, I did that. Okay, we're done with that shit. <laughs> Only cats. Thank you so much for that follow and welcome in, y'all. I appreciate y'all. Uh, thank you, guys. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know, my name is Mike. This is We Speak English Good channel. We do music podcasts. We cover music news. We do performances and all that good stuff. And thank you guys so much for dropping those pride tacos. And Zippy, thank you for your tacos. And anyways, <laughs> I, was, was, I liked it. That was dope. Okay. All right. I, I, yeah, I yeah. like music, so you 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 had me you had me with the with the guitar. So you did, you did the thing where like you play some bad notes on the guitar. So I, I, I think it was thing it was solid. The guitar was really the guitar work was really impressive to me. Well, I so. appreciate that. I, I'm not a singer. I don't got much to say. I only know how to play. So uh, <laughs> that's where I stand. But anyways, getting back to <laughs> getting back to it. I'm curious. On, I mean, you got such a great numbers on your Spotify and stuff. What are some of the marketing plans that you do to uh, to to achieve what you are achieving right now? Just uh, consistency. Um, when I post, I don't post anything that doesn't have sound or movement. Mm. You know, people will scroll past a still picture quick. Right. But something that's moving or got music to it, they typically kind of stop and observe it a little quicker. And something and that engagement is just as important as actually impressions. I mean, impressions are just as important as engagement. So, you know, I, I, I do that. That's a tactic. I try to focus on, you know, utilizing the... Uh, apparatus the right way they they you know facebook allow you to boost posts uh instagram tiktok all of them allow you to spend a couple extra dollars to get your thing trashed through whether it, you get super traction or not you got to try so you got to invest in that kind of things uh old school uh street team vir- i call it a virtual street street team mm-hmm. find a lot of like-minded people who there are people that would just share stuff on social media for free just because they share stuff yeah. that's just the thing find those kind of people and they'll share if they like what you do. They'll share your stuff. And you, it ain't even, you know, you don't even have to pay them with it because they just do it. They're doing it anyway. So I utilize that stuff. And then every now and again, you, you pay people for their work. And some people do this for a living. 
they're like social media consultants and that that's just what they do they build up build up a, a following and and view views viewership and so you want to find them pay them a couple bucks a month they're gonna share everything you post or that that you have you know within reason and so um and then you know mark there are uh, marketing promotions you got to old school you got to you got to invest in like digital radio campaigns. Um, you know, just find all the music charts that's from the UK. You got to try to get your music outside of America because that's where you're going to get most of your traction in European countries uh, and the UK, uh, even Asia, Southeast Asia, you know, uh, Ch- Japan and China. They love uh, uh, American music. You know, that's just a big market for it. And, and of course, in England, mm. it goes without saying. You've had some success overseas, haven't you? Yep. A lot of success over in Europe. In Europe. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was actually one of the first premier artists off a of CD Baby that went to that we got a, a situation that went over to the UK or over because I was on CD Baby. I knew I, I was a, in, in relationship, friendship with uh, Derek Sivers, the first original president of CD Baby, man, when it first launched, man. And so I'm like the like an alumni of CD Baby, man. I was killing the game on independent art and selling CDs back in the early, but early 2000 i think 98 99 2000 show up i've been doing this a long time man yeah what what were you doing uh so you were able to go over to europe and 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 tour a little bit yeah because of cd baby and my music online and then my music wasn't even that super good then it was just (laughs) for real i I go back and listen to that stuff like what the heck (laughs) (laughs) well yeah man i i love cd baby um like i i mean that's what i use that's what me and my wife both use i mean now it's you know something completely different than what it was but but they do but they do do a solid job on especially um because there's so many different options to distribute your music digitally now and it's really weird because some some places I think like DistroKid I don't know it, what do you use for digital distribution? Well, I used I'm, I've been everywhere, man. I mean, I'm, I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you, uh, you know, I, I I went through a lot of uh, distributions. It's a tough distribution. is really hard because the companies aren't paying, man, what they like they're supposed to, man. I don't care how many streams you're putting up, they're not paying out consistently it's taking them six months to get your money to you it's, it's insane uh, but i've been everywhere from empire dip band camp tunecore cd baby distro kid uh, i even had a distribution company out of australia that i had my own hub through distro hub that i created and just it's just been a messy experience for me on the distribution side of things i, I think i found a home with amp suite mm. with currently as it gets, it's my own independent i have my own distribution company household name distribution so i can sign other people to my distribution company I put out the oh that's dope that's dope now um well i i guess where i was going with all that was uh with um you know because some people have to pay like a monthly fee for that um, mm-hmm. But like that's the great thing about CD Baby is you pay per song or per album. You pay one time, mm-hmm. and then they distribute everything to, you know, different places. And now they have, uh, now they have like Facebook. Now if someone uses your stuff on TikTok or Facebook, you can actually get, make money off of that. And so uh, that 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 to me is very interesting too. Uh, but go ahead. It's called sync licensing. Exactly. Basically. And yeah, and so you know that, that's yeah. You know, so when people put their a picture on stories and they look up music and they search your name and put your song on the picture, you get there's a there's monetization there every time they do it. So yeah, you know 
So that's part of it. So that, that's a new digital thing that they're doing. Shazam as well. When they when you got to pay for those extra perks, and they 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 find a way to make their money, but mm. it is what it is, man. So you know, but going through a third party distributor like the mainstream, like Sony Orchard, all those other name brand ones, man, you got to know somebody. And typically, it's third it's a third party situation. You can't get away from a third party situation in most cases. So even if you go with a mainstream distributor, somebody's got to know the mainstream distributor, and then you go through that somebody to get to the mainstream distributor. Trying to get a direct distribution is tough. Yeah. Now, do you ha, have you have you gotten in like into the any like playlist like the you know Spotify playlist? Have you ever looked into that or? or yeah, I man, when I first came two three two twenty twenty when the pandemic first hit, because I have I told you I picked up the been in the industry. I'm, I'm only two three years back into this really hardcore like, and, and it's amazing this the, the traction I've gotten in less than two years. Yeah. But with that said, uh, man, it's just yeah, I, it, it's. It's it's crazy, man. It's man, I, it's it's been a crazy experience with this since twenty twenty. What what I had to do to to get to. Um, hey, man, let me just say something. I smoke weed. Can you repeat <laughs> the question? <laughs> no problem, man. No, I, feel I was like, stalling trying to remember what the hell you asked me. <laughs> no, I was asking on uh, you know like Spotify playlist. It, it's all oh, good, bro. Man, it's, I spent thousands of dollars my first year. Thousands, bro. Uh, in playlisting, it was a it was a scam, bro. Mm. Straight up, I mean, listen, five hundred, fifteen hundred, two thousand to get on playlists, and then they they you might be number seventy out of a hundred records, but you on the bottom. So if you if I'm giving you that kind of money, my records only gonna play spin so many streams per twenty four hour period off of that playlist of a hundred songs. So the best way to play the way to the way to stream the best way to get your record stream is figure out how to get direct catalog streams where someone goes straight to your name, types in your name in the search bar, clicks play and walks away. Anything else is a tedious, expensive process. Yeah. Editorials, curators, all that stuff. And they're all making money. And half of those people work for the company. It's crazy, man. So I, I found a way to you know stream organically without uh, playlisting. I, I, I still have my stuff organically hitting playlists. But I prefer my catalog. Just go to my names, type in St. James, and click play and, and keep it moving. And, and put the put the thing on repeat. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And and you and everybody in chat, you can go and make sure you follow uh, St. James. I put his website in there. You can check out his new uh, single, uh, which is which is uh, the you should you should have told me, which is in there. You can check out the video and then his Instagrams in there. But you can go to his main website and you can get to all his socials and you find out all about St. James. And if you're listening on the audio side, make sure you go in those show notes and click around and support uh, St. James because well i'm telling you to i'm telling you to do it uh it's, i like this place it's very educational only cats tv thank you so much I, I try to make it educational we try to make it interesting we we enjoy uh, uh thank you so much for coming over here and uh you know learning with us because we're all learning here now i i, I worked with uh because i write music as well me and my wife write uh we're writing team i guess uh, middle school teacher. Hey, that's right. Go get it. Middle school. I I'm, I fear the middle school age. I fear them. They they scare me. Those middle schoolers. <laughs> They're intimidating. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I we write we wrote um, we wrote some music for this this lady who had a little bit of money. Uh, well, a lot of bit of money. I shouldn't say a little bit. She was very wealthy, and she she still is. 
and she was she got involved with some people who were distributing distributing her stuff and you know she was getting all these hundreds of thousands of play on these songs and we're like oh this is really cool you know it's cool to be a part of something you know be a part of a project that's getting some traction and and man she was she i don't know what the deal is but maybe she was just a little too trusting or she you know some people get a name or they work with somebody once you know they work with justin bieber once and they they coast off that but that's all they got to their name and and they sort of uh take advantage of people because of that and so what ended up happening was is that she ended up hiring the wrong people and they were just it was all bot plays and so spotify title everybody just tore her stuff down and then uh she had to really fight to get her stuff back on there and once she got it back on there it started to get more traction again but it wasn't like it was so it, it is a very sketchy business when you're talking about uh getting involved you know finding these people or these playlists or, or people who are like yeah i'll get you a hundred thousand plays for you know like five thousand dollars and you know, and if you have the money, the thing is, like we were saying earlier, if you have the money, you can buy your way into certain situations. But it's like, um, you know, it could also result in you getting your stuff taken down and you getting banned. Yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. I, but you know, I think, uh, man, I think you just gotta kind of, um, you don't know who to trust, man. So that's yeah. the that's the number one thing. So. Um, I just, I just, I'd say people just try to do your due diligence, get some uh, references before you just give somebody a whole bunch of money, get references and, and get uh, testimonials or at least go on Yelp or something. I mean, I don't know what you need to do, but <laughs> <laughs> get on Yelp. Yeah, no, I, something, right? Because it, there, there's so many people out there that were trying to take advantage of you. I mean, this is a business like any other business and there's crooks and there's good people. There's terrible people. Oh is it, what have you what what kind of uh, have you had any experiences with uh, any bad experiences that uh, and how did you get out of them if you can remember just yeah just you know you spend money and people don't deliver the services that mm -hmm. they say they were going to deliver i had a I, I hired a publicist out of la um who a pr person now i gave him 1500 dollars what he asked for for to get me like more interviews podcasts next level stuff you know he, he rolling stone you know he's even if you know the emerging artist type, you know, a lot of those uh, magazines will feature a guy like me as an independent artist on a rise or a mm -hmm. next up next or emer emer emerging artists, whatever that kind of stuff. So you pay, I paid for that within the first month. I never heard, I never got anything established from him. Um, I remember, uh, you know, I'm, I'm giving you money. I need something to be happening for the money I already gave you. Uh, something. Can I get a couple of interviews out of the 1500 right. Can I get a couple of uh, press releases or something? Nothing. And, you know, but this guy came heavily vetted as somebody that, that was really going to do good work for me. And then he told me I need to be patient. It takes time. I'm like, it don't take that damn long. This is a social media age. Right. People, hey, we, hey, Elon Musk can fly to the, to the International Space Center and back before you can get me something done, fool. <laughs> <laughs> right no it, it yeah I, that's that's what sucks about this business is that it's hard to trust people and that's probably what drove you into just doing most of it taking it on for yourself i imagine <laughs> yep and just finding the right people that you know it's trial and error i mean i'm, I'm currently i have other artists that are signed to my label as in, in partnerships and i just got we recently went through some a messy situation with uh someone using my records uh without my permission like you know actually trying to shoot a video and wasn't even an artist on the song 
but they, they were like we're doing the, doing the Milli Vanilli on the joint. People are crazy out. The dude was trying to shoot the, he wanted to shoot, he tried to tip, tried to try to shoot the video with the song, uh, and and say it was him singing on it, and didn't care that he was going to be having to lip sync the song. It's incredible. Like what is wrong with you, people? Whoa, that is. I, First of all, copyright everything. ECO.gov. Those that know how to copyright your stuff legally, ECO.gov. You can you can copyright up to ten songs for one price instead of one price per song. Hmm. People don't. And then you put all the songs in, and then and then of course all my stuff is registered through my performance rights organization, which is BMI at this point, and it protects your your performance royalties. See, people think performance royalties is uh, this copyrighted. It ain't. So when you register your song with BMI, give me a game real quick. Whenever you perform that song anywhere, I don't care if it's about mitzvah, a picnic, a bowling alley karaoke spot. If you sing in your own music somewhere, anywhere, and you have proof that you sang it, you go into BMI Live, register, uh, upload the information, the date and the time, and you will get performance royalties for singing that. So if you're out here singing your stuff and you're not registering with your performance rights agency, ASCAP, BMI, CSAT, that you sang at somebody's birthday party at a or, or a nightclub or something, you're not getting your royalties. You're sitting on money right now. You don't even. What? Man, yeah. that, uh, me and my wife have been out here playing her songs all over the so, place. So go back and find all your plot flyers and pluggers that you perform these songs at. All you got to do is they, they, it's, it's retroactive. You, you just go there and you file out, fill out a claim. It's BMI Live if you would BMI. So if you guys are with BMI, go to BMI Live where ASCAP has the same thing. And then basically you go in there. And you type in what where you perform, what date, and that's it. And they will, and then they they they, they will verify it, and then they'll pay you royalties for it. And if you do a lot of that, then people eat like that, man. Perform. That's why it's called a performance rights organization. Performance. Wow. And so is it is it eco.copyright.gov? Is that what you're saying? eco.gov is the electronic copyright office.gov.gov. Okay, hold on. So that's how you take your song. See, listen. It's not, let me type up the lyric sheet. Let me, I mean, you can still do uh, uh, publishing, publish your works and books, because you can go through that and do your books and publish mm-hmm. your, your written work too. But as a, as, a, as a recording artist, all you need is the rough demo version of the song that you want to eventually polish up and put out. That's good enough to upload as an MP3 into the portal and it protects your music. Wow. So that, that, that's that, that's how you, that's all you gotta do. It's really simple, man. People make it complicated, but that's how you protect your button. If you think about the industry, nobody gets in trouble for stealing your songs, sampling your stuff. They, they say they do, but copyright infringement is what you go get in, 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 in trouble for in the music business because it's a federal offense. Anything else is all entertainment law is a joke to me because no them lawyers can't get ain't gonna get you your money. I don't care people people con- you can sign a million dope ass contract with somebody. It don't mean nothing that they want to screw you if, unless you are cop- in, in, in violation of copyright infringement. That's the only thing in the music industry that will call, land you in prison. Wow. That's, That's crazy. That's crazy. So, yeah. no, Okay. So, so uh, one of the chat uh, went out and they, uh, they Googled it and it, it, it's eco.copyright.gov. Yeah, okay, okay, well, the copyright, I, I went on, I, and then you type in eco.gov and it redirects you. That's, right. that's how I Okay, okay. Yeah, I, give them the accurate information to, to, to do their thing. Yeah, yeah. this is kind of there. Yeah, you go in and you sign up, and you've got to sign, it's a sign-up process. It's a little tedious process, but once you're in, it's, it's the best way to protect everything you do. And, you, and then once you finish uh, uploading everything and click and you pay the fee, 
they will send you a search certificate with the symbol and the raised print and a seal. It's a certificate, certificate, copyright certificate. That's that's exactly the portal right there. So you got to sign up and register and everything first. Then you can start registering works. Okay, there it is. Okay, so yep. yeah, that I mean, thank you for sharing that information, man. Because like I, I've always wondered, and I, I, I'm just I, I always thought that once you get it in CD Baby and once it's in there, that it's copywritten and you're ready to go. No, and that's that's just that is what that does is get protect your intellectual property. So what that does is like if you go if you're in a studio session and you go live, it's time stamps the song and the idea when you do it. So if you ever had to argue with somebody that I that was my melody or my idea and now and you got some proof that you have it's your intellectual property. And that's all it does. And then when you load it up on these uh, digital distribution platforms, it is it's only protects your intellectual property. But if you don't have that song protected copyright. And you want to like submit it to a movie or film? That's the first thing they want to know. Where's the copyright documentation for mm. this song? It's sued. And you know, one song in a movie soundtrack that's not properly vetted can derail a whole film and postpone production and everything. They shut it down. They will shut it down. Wow. If you don't handle. It. So when you submit these records for placements in these TV shows and these movies, and you don't own the rent, the music, and you know damn well you it ain't your song, and you. You can mess up everything, man. People be ready to beat you up over that kind of stuff, man. Them directors and them producers and executives, man. They don't play. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. They, things can get really sticky really quickly. Um, yes, the, sir. The, 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 I'm just still blown away about that. So, wait a second. I, I'm curious if you like, so my wife performs on Twitch all the time, which on okay. this platform, and so she streams out to people. <laughs> Moving Dutchman, thank you so much for that uh, gifted sub to Chris Silent L. Cox. Thank you, my friend. 103 gift subs. That You're just amazing. Hold on. We got to give some love to Moving Dutchman, the angry white guy from Europe. Hold on. Um, hold on. What is it? Go MD. Okay. Here you go, Moving Dutchman. Hello, Moving Dutchman. This is Gandalf. Thank you for all that you do for this channel. And always remember, a Moving Dutchman is never late, nor early, but arrives precisely when he means to. Moving Dutchman, you know I love you, baby. Thank you so much for that gifted sub. Welcome in. Oh, oh, Moving Dutchman, you better calm down. You better calm down with those gifted subs. Thank you so much for gifting uh, Only Cats TV. I appreciate that. TTTV, I should say. Um, the uh, So, kind of getting back to what I was asking. So, would does that count then? If she's performing on Twitch, can she go back to her BMI or, or ASCAP and, and register as that live as live performances? You know, I would, I would, I don't know about that particular in terms of the social media platforms as if that's applicable. But I, I would venture to say, likely more likely than not, or there's some level of compensation or monetization for that. But I think it's more venue based, mm. just to be. But, but to me, if I'm, if I'm you, go onto the BMI site, BMI Live, and review the terms and what they cover, and it pretty much it's self-explanatory. Probably break it down. So you just sign into your regular BMI account, and then when you click into the top. Matter of fact, uh, when you click onto the top of it, it, it'll say BMI Live. It gives you the option of BMI Live main in your main dashboard. You'll see BMI Live, and you gotta gotta register and log into that too. But you, you log into BMI Live using your same login and password to your main account, I believe. All right. If you log. Uh, 
I'm just I'm just doing things now. Okay, so oh, hey, I'll, I'll do, do it on hands on, baby. I like it. So get paid for live performances with BMI. So right here, y'all. This is where it's at. So if you're registered, depending on where you're registered, if you're registered with ASCAP or BMI, they're both pretty similar on yep. what they do. So then you want to go and make sure that you sign up. And anytime you perform out there, it, you're performing yep. your own music at venues. And we gotta we gotta look into seeing if if performing on Twitch counts as well because that's it. so so with Twitch they kind of pay for uh, well they pay for a they license the ability for people to play covers on Twitch mm-hmm. and, but they don't pay for uh, distribution and so when you have a video on demand. Uh, which is what's left over after we're done streaming. There's a video that's left over, and they call it a VOD or video on demand. They consider that distribution, and so they don't have a license for that. So what you see are these bigger streamers who who play covers and their own music. They remove their VODs after they're done streaming. So I'm Mm -hmm. wondering how that works, too, because if they're paying for licensing to... Uh, for you to play covers and and uh, play your own music, then I'm wondering if that that is something that would count. And oversight mod, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I think I think you have to. If you, you everybody's entitled. If you're signed with those performance rights organizations, you're entitled to a personal agent or someone that is responsible for working with your catalog and your music. And they have a responsibility to, to help you find work too. A lot of art, a lot of artists don't know that their performance rights organization is supposed to help you. It's supposed to help you get your music placed and do a lot of other things. The problem is people don't know that, so they they get off not having to work hard, man. They they, they sit up there just making money, and not even working at that like they should because artists don't know they can call up the BMI and say, "Hey, this is my hundred song catalog. I need." my songs to be starting to move and you know blah 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 the difference between bmi ascap and csac is csac you cannot be a member of csac without being solicited like you have to be recommended Mm -hmm. they're vetted they don't play that and that's that's i think beyonce's with csac people major mainstream artists big time are are with csac because csac is a little more uh tailor-made custom level of performing right organization ascap and bmi is like a dime a dozen it's so many people just Oh, let me go to BMI and register. Let me go to ASCAP and register. But CSAC is specialized, man. And they and they got they they, they making some serious moves and their artists are working. And mm-hmm. that's but the, but these two other organizations have a responsibility to put artists to work and do stuff with their music. And if you don't say nothing to them, they're not gonna do anything. Wow, including including pay you. Uh, we have a question from the chat uh would you ever go back and re-release or reproduce earlier stuff that you've done in in the past i actually have taken some old records and revamped them and flipped them a little bit and polished them up to the current sound and production and team that i have now so absolutely Uh, a good melody is always going to work for you and a good um and you know, you know, a hit is a hit. And sometimes it may, you know, at the time you worked on it, you may not have had the money or the budget to make it, bring it to where the level it needed to come to. And then you just never give up on the record, man. Always revisit it. Cause just cause it's old to you, it's, it's new to someone that's never heard it. So always give it a shot and get and polish it up. You know, I'll rework some records over and over until it just felt right. And then, you know, and it, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's music, man. It's interpretation. Like painting a beautiful picture, not everybody's going to get the picture. They're going to interpret it how they how they feel. So can't get caught up in what other people think about what you do. Just feel if you feel good about it, then run with it. 
Right on, man. That, that that's uh, that that's good. That's good stuff right there. Um, we should play. We should play your new song. How about that? Is that cool? Yes, sir. Hey, I have a studio session in about thirty minutes. So after this, I'm a, I'm a bail out on no the situation. No problem. Man. The I want to shout out people real quick before you start the video. That'd be the last thing if that's cool. That's totally fine. All right. Thank you so much for allowing me to have a voice on your platform. I'm, I'm not, I don't take it for granted. I appreciate everybody that shows love to. To, to R&B and, of course, my brand, St. James, Household Name Entertainment. I want to thank Coco Reyes Entertainment, my promotions and marketing director, for putting this together for me. Uh, I'm going to thank my team, Jay Ross, the boss, my public relations, Jay Ross. I want to thank uh, Natasha Britton, my uh, 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 promotion specialist, uh, my team, engineer, producers, everybody that's involved in what I do. And, uh, you know, Mac, Mac Caesar and my girl Cece, Miss Cece off the hook out of Louisiana, got my family out of Louisiana. They show me a lot of love, help me with the streaming game and teach me some stuff. So and uh, my family and friends and man, and everybody out there that supports R&B music. And if you don't share this music and the, the stuff that we do, we can't get we can't get the traction we need. You guys have to share it. This doesn't take much to hit the arrow or like an emoji something. Man, Come on, y'all. Y'all got to do a little bit better, man. This music doesn't move as an independent artist if people don't share it. Yeah. Thank you. Step it up, everybody. Step it up. You heard the man. Step in the name of love. I mean, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. St. James, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to play the, the new single, You Should Have Told Me. Again, click on those links in the in the chat. And then if you're listening on the audio side, y'all go in the show notes and, and do what this man said and click around and support because this is real talent with real knowledge, and uh, it, I, I just appreciate you sitting here and, and spreading Thanks. the spreading the good word, St. James. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right, appreciate you, Mike. Thank, uh, Stjames.com, S-A-I-N-T-J-A-I-M-C.com, St. James. Let's get it. Let's go. All right, so we're gonna play. <laughs> we're gonna play. Uh, you should have told me right now, and uh, I'll, ta- I'll I'll see you later, man. All right, my brother. Thank you. All right, peace, everybody. Thank y'all. Later. Right.
another ride But girl, this ain't no switchback And you can go forget that Try hard to understand There ain't no second chance Cleaned up your credit when you didn't have it Wasn't making money, wasn't living lavish Until I I took control completely And all I asked in return Is for your loyalty Do you really love me, baby? I know you said you love me But if you did How could you go and do something like this to me After everything I've done for you? Thank you so much, St. James. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Of course, again, make sure you guys go out and check out his latest single, You Should Have Told Me, and uh, check out his website, St. James. Make sure you're following him on all the social medias, and all the links are in the show notes. So please go down there, click around, and support your boy. I really appreciate you, St. James, coming on and sharing your truths with us. And uh, it was just a blast talking to St. James. He's just uh, such a smart individual, and he's very talented, and <laughs> just he's funny. Uh, uh, he has a good sense of humor so you know that always goes far with me all right guys that's about it out of me i'm gonna take off a little early here because i got lots to do i'm modding for Raina right now in her twitch stream so again go and, and make sure you're clicking around in those show notes and supporting your boy support our guests make sure you're you're out there doing your best share this with your friends share these episodes with your friends if you like this podcast share it with somebody it's a uh, it's a good time all right y'all uh have a great rest of your weekend See ya. Oh my god. No yawns this whole time except for there. I'll see you guys next Wednesday uh, with with another guest. We'll, we'll have more guests going. So I, I think, or music news, one of those, maybe, I think it's Bentley. Damn it. I don't know, guys. I'm just, I'm just faltering here. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>